No. Yeah. In yeah. here? Hey, guys. So, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. You want to do the introductions? No. Who we have you here go today? ahead. All right. So, today we have back again Amanda and George. You're... Today we're going to have George talking since we had Amanda last time. This time is going to be a little different. We're going to talk a little bit about how. How they his, came his, together. Pretty much, yeah. His How his life, his impact in his life is with, you know, being with Amanda and everything. So, you know, how you guys been? Good, good. It's been a while. It's been yeah. really good. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. <laughs> I think last time we saw you guys was Angie's birthday party. Right, right. Yes. Where yeah. everybody was all fucked up. Everybody was fucked up. Either throwing up or sleeping. Right, right. Get a party outside. Yeah, party, outside. <laughs> yeah. party outside. Um, all right. So uh, after the last show, Amanda did reach back out to me and tell me there was a couple things she wanted to add into her story. Um, you know, I think yeah, you you minimized a little bit of you know how severe it was. I think yeah. you were a little nervous last time. I did. I kind of skimmed over it. Forgot a couple things. Um, so we were talking about my accident, September 2017. <clears throat> I flipped my car on the highway, rolled it down an embankment, and was found, I, I don't know how long later, a couple hours, um, by a truck driver who happened to see my lights shining from down below. By the way, does he, like, still contact you? Oh, like, we're on Facebook. He, I was going to say, did he contact you he past did. that? Yes, yes. We're on Facebook, actually, and my, a couple days after my accident happened. I'd be sending that dude's Christmas cards every year. I know, I know, right? I know. I know, it's awesome. I know, I know. But, like, a couple days after my accident happened, my, my mother spent the night with me in the hospital, and really early the next day, um, there was a knock on my door in the, in the hospital, and it was him. He had set up a meeting with my mother without me knowing, and came into the hospital room to surprise me, you know, he brought a card and I think a teddy bear, I think. I think I came the day after he dropped off that card. Because yeah. like, the guy brought me a card yeah. over there. And I'm like, that is some saint stuff. Oh, my I God. Said, it right. was amazing. And he's not even from here. I'm from, okay, my accident happened in around where, like, Springfield or Northampton, in between there on 91. Um, he's not even from here. That just happened to be his work route. Yeah. Driving trucks. He's from Vermont. So he came all the way back down to Springfield to the hospital just to see me and meet me. Um, but yeah, we're still friends to this day on Facebook. It was amazing. It's amazing. It That's was good, truly amazing. Honestly, someone that saved your life, like, Hell of yeah. course, you know, like. It was. It restores it was, my faith in humanity yeah. that there are still yes. actual good people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Not and, in this world. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And like I said, I think you minimized a little bit um, I did, I of how serious did. it was. Like, they literally told you you I were did. going to be paralyzed. Yes. Yep. It I could did. possibly, most likely be permanent. Yes. And that the recovery was not going to necessarily yeah. be there. And uh, yep. inspirational side aside, uh, you you monstered all of their expectations for... Absolutely. They, they said that I would most likely never even stand up again, let alone walk. Yeah. That's what they said. Um, and I, here you are walking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Walking, and, talking, we went to a club. I think we walked three blocks to that club. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, you may or may not have been carried part of the way, but you know, you still made it. Yeah. Went exactly. up and down stairs. Yep. Maybe one step at a time, but yeah. you know, but, but yeah, it was, it was really bad at first. Oh yeah, I was I was partially paralyzed from the waist down, and it took me a little while to even move one of my toes. Like yeah. I, as soon as I was able to finally move one of my toes, everybody was excited because that meant that my spinal cord wasn't completely severed; it was just crushed. So that's why I'm able to walk today. But your legs are numb. But they oh yes, twenty four seven. My from the waist down, it feels like my feet are asleep. You know really? how you fall asleep on your arm yeah. and you wake up and it's super tingly. That's how my feet feel twenty four seven. So you have like nerve damage. I have severe nerve damage. Yes. yes, and I'm on medication forever because of that. Um, 
I have basically a, a robot foot. You know, they they literally, literally had to fuse my foot back onto my, like back to yeah. my leg because my foot from like this point right here was like hanging off. It was just hanging down. Literally bent backwards, broke literally, off. Literally, yes. Bones yeah. were sticking out. I I wish somebody got pictures of it. But, you know. uh. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> even, even the pictures, like, <laughs> too graphic for yeah, yes, yes. When, she, when she first showed me the pictures with, like, the needles and things I had toes, each one of my toes had a pin yeah. sticking out of them. Yeah. Because, but on both of my feet, they had to literally open every single one of my toes, break them, and put metal uh, or titanium. I won't let my legs are getting weak right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they cut her toes to put them back they on. They literally, it looks like they cut my toes off yeah. and like sewed them back on. And like you said, you're still having surgeries. This has been. Yeah, I, I just, over. my recent like surgery. Six years and they're still doing yeah. surgery yeah. to put you back together. Yep, She's November. From I just think about the same know, thing. <laughs> Back That's what my sister said. I sent my my sister a picture of the of my toes right after one of my surgeries, and she's like, "What the fuck did they do? Cut your toes off and sew them back on?" Like it looks like that's exactly they what they did. You. They did. Yep. She's alive. I have Franken toes. Oh, that is funny. But yeah, I can't stress enough that, like I said, the positivity. Like, uh, granted, you were on like a shit ton of painkillers. Totally. When I, saw you, but, uh, I remember like vaguely you being there. Yeah, yeah, in and out of pieces. Like, <laughs> you there. But, I remember. Well, you get some rest. Um, and you had said previously on the other episode that you met George like a year, a year into your recovery, like. You were semi semi mobile. Yeah. Yep. I was still using one crutch when I met him. Um. And yeah, after we got together, I like, I progressed. Yeah, <laughs> I progressed to like not needing a crutch, not relying on a crutch. Yeah. You know. So it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Like when we met, we not independent. <laughs> Like, babe, I'll help you. No, I got it. No, no. Yeah. Strong-willed women. Yeah, I told yeah. you, the first time I seen her take the uh, the laundry bag upstairs, I'm like, you serious? Like, I got it. She took it upstairs. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys did a pretty quick And he did, like, a week later, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, we got married within, like, three three months. No, less. Less, right? yeah. less than that, Damn, yeah. Really? Yeah, for real. I proposed to her, yep. It's one of those things, like, I never thought out. that would happen in my life, ever. If I pictured my life, you know, three years ago, you would never see I that. would never have pictured Me being married. Oh, I just about to ask you, how about you? Me either, yeah. My life wasn't going too great either. <laughs> like, but did you ever picture yourself you'd be married with a woman no, that's handicapped? I picture myself. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at it like that. I look at it, she's but I'm saying, like, regular, yeah, before just, that, you never have you ever But you get the handicap specialty no, 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 when you yeah. go places, right? Yeah. I, I know you got it in your car. <laughs> Minus the placard. No, I refuse to get one. She won't take it. No, I refuse to get one. She's too independent for that. Girl, if you don't get front row parking and right? give it to me. And, and then concerts. <laughs> you get the concerts too. No, it's crazy that you say that. I know, I know. Every time we look for parking, I always find a closed fucking parking. Like, you do, you do, you do. Every time. Every time. Yeah. But yeah. So three months later, you guys get married. Um, well, about roughly, yeah. yeah. Like we met in Ju- at the end of July and got married September 14th. Like I said, I never thought I would yeah, ever do anything like that. Never thought I would do anything like that. But it's it sounds corny, but when you know, you know, you know, know. Yeah. it's not corny. I mean, it's it's a love story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, a lot of people hate off of it because you know. There's some people that have been together for ten years and they're not married or five years, whatever. That's then they see stolen. that they see yeah. that, and then within the same, within less than a year, we got a, a brand new car, a place, our own place. You know what I mean? We it's, rent. It's we rented, don't own, but it's but our it's our own house, our little home, little cabin. Yeah. In the Listen, woods. everything in life comes from your motivation for it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Your recovery. Your relationship, it's all the effort you put in. Your life is literally what you make it. Like, that's people, how I look at it. People used to tell us, oh, you're lucky. And we used to look at them like, no, we worked for this. Uh, yeah, there's like, no luck involved we in it. Everything we worked for. That's like, how it is. Hard work. Yeah. yeah. 
Like maybe we got lucky of what we found, but we worked for it. I think the phrase "you're lucky" is such a hater salty word. It is. is. How many times we? You're right. Yeah. People throw it at you and they're like, "Oh, you're so lucky." Like, no, I, I no. You lucky? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's different. So, not so the reason we're uh, talking about this is because George has a pretty uh, serious story that I feel like reflects on some of some of the reason your relationship went in that direction. Because one of the things I've said to you multiple times is not everybody goes out looking for somebody that's a project. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds that way. It sounds terrible. Like you know, no, it's really not. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. like the bleeding heart syndrome or whatever, it normally comes from a traumatic experience in your life. Yeah. You know, like I can help this person because of something that happened in exactly. my life. It's crazy. Cause when I first met Amanda, I was like, before we even like officialized anything or, you know, um, married, I told, yeah, I told her, I, I looked at her. <laughs> we used to have these long talks in the middle of the night, be like three, four o'clock in the morning, sitting in the car. And, um, I looked in her eyes one time and I was like, you know what? I, I could see you've been through a lot of pain. And I, that's at the time I didn't know anything about her, like anything. Like I barely knew about the accident. But that's the thing, though. Yeah. Those conversations at that time are the best conversations. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. They are. Yo, we were, yo, we're gonna find you yes. a lifetime so wife or husband. Have late night conversations. Yeah, yeah it was for like like yeah. two weeks straight, we were doing that. Yes, used to yep. fall asleep talking to my wife on the phone. Yeah, for real. Like, you yeah. know, and I was like, you know. Yep. And I looked into her eyes, and I'm like, I can see that I seen you went through a lot of pain. I, you know, I want to be able to be the one to take that from you. You know, there's still going to be ups and downs in the relationship, whatever. But you work through it, and you know it's worth it at the end of the day. You know, you can't just give up on the first little, you know, mishap or whatever. You got to keep pushing, and, and you know, there's so much things that we related on. It was crazy. Our bond got built so quick. Our yeah. upbringings. Are- the comfortability of. Like we're so open with each other. Like, we can talk about literally anything. And, but that's the best communication yeah. and yeah. honesty is what keeps relationships. Yeah. yeah. And we talked. Me and me and Angie talked about this before in one of our podcasts. That communication is key in any relationship. It definitely is. You know, like, being honest is another one. It's like like there's yeah, there's times where it's like you as a you know when you're in a relationship you feel certain topics aren't worth bringing up because you like. It's going to be a worthless argument, or they're not going to understand where I'm coming from. Well, wait till it festers. Yeah, and then when you start talking yeah. about it, you're like, all right, now I could get their feeling, and I could get, you know, you get yeah. each other's feelings and understanding on, on that perspective, whatever. It has an effect on you if you stuff stuff, even the little stuff. Yes. You stuff those little tiny things, they just fester and turn into something. Yeah. And, then, and then you're having a screaming match over, like, who didn't do the dishes because it upset you six months ago. And you have so much <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that you're exactly. not talking about. Yeah. I feel like I, like, when we, even, even still now, when we get into an argument or whatever, I'm the kind of person where I need time. Like, <laughs> if we get into an argument, <laughs> we start You're an argument, that's why. <laughs> I just get away from me. Let me go cool off. And how many times has it been so much better when I have a little bit of time there, to myself? Yeah. Like, if we argue, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, it took a yeah, while, you though, know, because you know, I would want to talk about it right there. But now, yeah. we just, like, I go outside or whatever. She'll go outside and we'll just wait. Take and a little break, and you gotta learn each other's love exactly. language. Absolutely, and that's exactly. what we've had to do because we got married so fast. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like we're still, on we're the, still the even we'll learning each other. Like we've gotten too. so much better, though. Picturing oh, us yeah. from day one to now. Yeah, and then, I, but, you know, not that long ago before we met, you lost your best friend. I did, and then, and then right after we met, not not le- less than a year after we met. Yeah. I lock, you know, to me. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's rest like, in peace. <laughs> rest yeah, in peace, rest in peace, yeah. And Alyssa. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, I talk about my sister. Yes. You know, with her. And the first time I brought it up, you know, we related because she just lost the best friend. My sister is my best friend. You know, when did I mean? your sister pass? Um, 2016. That was when your accident happened, right? No, one year before. One year, yeah, one year before. So it was roughly right right before her accident. Um, I want you to tell us about that. You have told us previous, but um, this is yeah. So it was um, it was one. It was the week before she passed, and it's not, it might sound crazy, but 
she was always like in that last week every night she had like a nightmare and every night it was a different nightmare you know what i mean i can't say in order and i i don't remember all of them but one dream she had she you know she's standing in black water and then she like realized that i looked in the mirror her teeth fell out you know what i mean and everybody's telling her don't leave your house because something bad's gonna happen to you and then another dream she had she was walking through a hallway she looked through a room and there was like this voodoo guy she said she didn't know if he was dominican or like african or whatever and he looked at her and smiled and she was just scared you know what i mean and we kept telling her don't leave and there was way more like nightmares that i really can't remember and then um the day that she died, we were smoking a cigarette on the porch, and she goes, Georgie, I don't want to die, and I don't want to die in a car accident. I want to die in my sleep." And I got mad. I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! I don't say that." You know what I mean? Like, that that sounds crazy. Like that that hurts. You know, coming from your best friend, the only person you can relate to in life. You know, like you're thinking about death right now, and it's crazy because the other day I just seen something that said people know they're about to die like a few days or weeks before they're about to die. You know what I mean? And then it like a couple of dream analysis studies um, to understand dreams. And they do say you have premonitions of things that are. No, your body knows, your spirit knows, you know, and she felt that and she, she said it out loud and people were just like, shut up. Don't say that instead of, you know, there's nothing you could do really. If it's tend to happen, it's tend to happen. That's what, that's how the world is, whatever. But, so she went out that day. It was like, it's, it's been a while since she had a good time with her baby dad. They used to always argue all the time. And this day, she had like a beautiful day. She was so happy the whole day. She had a great day and she finally went out. I was babysitting her kids. And um, so while babysitting, they left. And I'm watching her, her daughter, Senny, and her son, Ian. So... Sandy wakes up within like an hour and a half, two hours after she left. And she's like, where's my mom? I want my mom. She's demanding her mom. So I call my sister and she talks to her to tell her to take your ass to bed, whatever, you know. So, you know, you're just living like regular, you know, you don't expect nothing's going to happen. So she's like, take your little ass to bed and take your bad ass to bed. Stop, stop being a pain. And so I picked her up. I brought her to bed and um, I went back upstairs. And then not long after, I hear, like, stuff going on downstairs. So my sister's baby dad, you know, he's, he, he was in the game, whatever. He was making money, selling shit. And so I, I hear shit going on downstairs, so I don't know what to think. I'm like, damn, somebody trying to rob the house, and the kids are downstairs, you know what I mean, sleeping sleep in the living room. And so I had I had a gun. I went downstairs, and... But it was just my nephew having a nightmare, screaming. He was asking for Senny, which is his sister. I'm like, Senny, Senny, I want Senny. Where's Senny? And I grabbed him. I'm like, Senny's right here. Look. And he's like, no, no, Senny. It's like, I'm pointing to his sister. And he's like, no, not her. So then, you know, later on, I think, like, damn, he was asking for his mom, not Senny. You know? So I, I, like, stood with him till he fell back to sleep. And then I went back upstairs. A few hours after that, Senny woke back up. And she's like, where's my mom? Well, I'll talk to my mom right now. Like, really demanding at this time. Like, she wasn't taking no for an answer. And so I called my sister again. She's like, I'm on my way. I'll be home there in like 30 minutes and whatever. She's like, okay, you promise? Sandy said, Sandy was like, okay, you promise? And my sister then, she was like, yeah, I promise. I'll be home in like 30 minutes. You can wait up for me or whatever. So they ended the conversation. I picked up Sandy. I rocked her to bed. You know, she went to sleep. When I got back upstairs, I sat on the bed and, and started to lay down. As soon as my head hit the pillow, I like shot up. Like if I got stabbed in the stomach or like punched, like it was just like I got aired out and I just shot up. I felt this pain and I'm like, something's not right. I couldn't like say what it was, but I knew something wasn't right. And, you know, I was with my ex at the time and I go to her and I'm like, something's not right she starts laughing and joking i'm like no i'm like like this is fucking serious like stop laughing like something's wrong with my sister yeah. and we always got that gut feeling when something wrong was about to go with each other we always knew and so i try instantly i tried calling my sister the first time i called it rang like three or four times and went to voicemail second time i called went straight to voicemail and i called a bunch of times after 
Then I called her baby dad's phone and kept it rang, rang, rang to voicemail. And then I was there probably for like 40 minutes trying to call both of them. And then I got a call from the hospital saying, um, you know, my sister was in a, in, a, in a bad accident. And I didn't think nothing of it. I thought she broke a leg or some bones or whatever. And when I, like, it was, oh, and so. Like I, heart stopping. Yeah, right? and, and yeah. I got scared. I'm like, all right, well, you know. And then automatically, I'm, you know, I don't think of the worst when it, when it comes down to things like that. I try not to because it scares me, you know. And so right when I hung up the phone, I, I hear the fucking doorbell ring. And I go to the steps and I look and I see it's a lady. I don't know who it is. So I go downstairs, open the door. It's my mom. She don't know what's going on yet. It just so happened to be that she rang the doorbell right when I hung up the phone. And so I opened the door. My car that I had wasn't registered or anything. Hers was. So I was going to take the risk and take my car to go. And so I used, I ended up using her car and she stood with the kids. And so when I got to the hospital, you know, every, nobody seen anybody yet. That was an accident. It was her baby dad, my sister and my baby, her baby dad's, um, friend or cousin or something. They were all in the car. They were all three of them were in the car. Yeah. She was the only one who died. And, um, she was driving. No, no, her baby dad was. Oh, see, passengers, yeah, and, passengers and, generally get And the worse. car was it's boosted. Terrible. The car was boosted. They crashed at, like, I think they said, like, 150 or something like that. Jesus. They hit a parked car, and, like, after the parked car went, it, like, made them swerve into a wall in Chicopee on Grant Street. You know where that hill is, the little turn? Yeah. It's right there. And so, um, so I get to the hospital. They're, like... You know, everybody's waiting in the waiting room, and I get there, and I'm like, "Who do I go? To? Where do I go to see Lena?" And they're like, um, "One of the nurses came out, a doctor or something." And she came on. She's like, "Is Lena's Lena Korea's brother here yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's me." And she was like, "All right, um, you're gonna be the only one that's allowed up right now." And like, she broke it down to me that you know she has very little brain activity, that um, her like the brain has a stem. Right, the the brain was barely hanging on to that stem. So it broke most of her brain stem. Yeah, which connects to your body, you know. And she had barely any brain activity, but she did, you know. And so she walked me upstairs, and still at this time, I'm thinking like it's not too bad, you know. Full body shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's she's she just she'll wake up, she'll be fine. But then when I see when I get upstairs and I walk into the room, you know, you ever killed a fly or like any type of bug and after you kill them they're like twitching you know what i mean that aftershock that's how her body was her arms were like twitching her legs and feet were twitching in so i see her body moving and you know i still i i broke down man i, I didn't know how to feel or anything and it's it's a lot. It hurt. yeah that, i didn't expect that at all to see her like that all she had was a little mark on her forehead you know it wasn't like she was fucking tore up or nothing she just had a little scratch on her forehead you know, and so I'm like, I walk up to her and I start rubbing her, you know, start rubbing her head, her arms and just trying to talk to her and wake her up. And I, that's when it like hit me, the realization of she's, she's might not be coming back, yeah. you know, and I just fucking broke down. I, I like, I didn't know what life was anymore. Uh, at that, at that moment, disconnected yeah, feeling. at that moment, I was like half and half that I still want to be here I don't want to be here you know what I mean and so I called my grandparents first person first people I call and like they answered my grandma answered the phone and I couldn't even like like all I all I could say was my sister's name I couldn't get nothing out I was so choked up and then finally she put my grandpa on the phone and like he finally calmed me down I was able to tell him and it was crazy. I had to call everybody because I was the first one there. I was her emergency contact, so I had to call everybody just to, you know, our sibling, my sister, my other sister, my brother, my mom. My mom's phone was off because my sister, Lena, called, uh, my mom called Lena and told my mom to turn off her phone because my brother was bothering her. And so I couldn't even get in touch with my, my, my mom. She's at the, the home. She's at the home. She's at home watching the kids. And yeah, it was crazy, man. That's a lot. How long did they keep her on life support? Like, the hair, too. Oh, and then, so, 
They make you make that decision. She had a neck brace. So this is the shit. So she had a neck brace on, right? I was the emergency contact. I make the decisions, obviously, if she had me as emergency contact. But I was 16 years old, I think, or something like that. I was too young. So it went to my older sister, which had last custody of Lena. So her girlfriend comes, and she's like, oh, she looks uncomfortable. Take the neck brace off. They take the neck brace off, and after that, the little brain activity that she had was gone. Like, then taking off the neck brace just finalized her murder or her her killing, you know what I mean? And it was like, and I flipped shit. At that time, you know, I was was bad with drugs. I I was on coke. I was doing coke, you know, and it was bad. It was bad. I didn't want to do anything. Like I didn't want to do. I didn't now, want to live. Were they involved in like a collision, or was no, it seen no. that you know the, no, the so, baby dad was yeah, at fault for racing? Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, so because his car, it was it was customized. It Obviously, had no going one fifty. Yeah, it, yes. was, it had it had no plate thing to put your plate. Whatever the cops gonna pull him over for a no plate light, and he took off because the car is fast. And that's the shit. This is another thing. My sister was a daring chick. She didn't give a fuck. She was like, run from the cops. You're going to run. You better get away. You know? And so everybody's like, oh, she sh- he should have let her out. And, you know, I'm like, my I sister, my sister wasn't going to fucking get out. Ride she would have been, been ride or die in the like, front yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fuck, You better fucking take off, you know? And, you know. And I know that. I know that side of her. So a lot of people were like, oh, and they blamed him. I'm like, you know, it's a difference of somebody really pointing. Blame the driver somebody, too. yeah, I did. I did, yo. I wanted Naturally. to kill this dude. You know what I mean? Naturally. But there's a difference between him pulling a gun to her head and actually killing her and an accident. Accidents happen. That's a hard accident to forgive. Yes. But I have to. Her kids... One of the reasons That's her kid's uh, I brought this up is yeah. one of the, the time previous you told us this story, you told me you had to live with forgiving him. Yeah. And I, I, it was that's one crazy. of the things that's hard for me because I'm like, I don't know if I can yeah. ever forgive yeah, that person. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to sit there that's and be his lot. best friend, but for the sake of the kids, you know, I, so I went up there, I went to his house. Your age, too? Yeah. 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 I went to his house with the intentions of killing him. You know, as any person, you know, and right when he came outside, I was ready. You know what I mean? And then I started like, I started hearing my sister talk like, Georgie, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth it. He didn't like, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? You're going to end up killing him. You're going to go to jail. Now the kids don't got their mom or dad and you're in jail. You know what I mean? Now the kids lost their mom, their dad and their uncle. All because of an accident. I could sit there and cause beef over the shit, but for what? You gotta think about the kids too, you know? The kids don't, they're traumatized. You know? How long did it take you to like accept it and like. It's still now, right? Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night bawling my eyes out, crying. She gotta wake it me has up. Before, yeah. I mean, the forgiveness part of it. Like, how long did it take um, you to come to that realization? That, so, like, the, so. Three months, or well, yeah, like three, four months after my sister passed, I got into a situation where I got locked up. So we ended up being locked up at the same time. You were locked up with the baby father. Yeah, but he was in the pot across from where I was. Okay. So I could see him, but there was no interaction. And since it was on, uh, you know, on fire and all that stuff, so when I got in the same jail as him, they put us on enemy list instantly because he was the reason for my sister's murder. Yeah. And so I ended up seeing him in the hallway one day and I told the, the Did he catch charges for that? Like yeah, is got, that what is he that got, what he was in jail for? No, he was on because he, he definitely would have had bare minimum reckless endangerment yeah, fucking yeah. going a He ended up getting yeah. he ended up getting a, a five to seven concurrent with his other charges. Yeah. And that's only because we went to court and we helped him just for the sake of the kids. Yeah. Uh, my family helped be like, we don't want to press charges on him because it was an accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for that, he would have ended up getting, like, top-of-the-line charges, you know? That's a lot. That's a lot for your parents. That's a lot for you to have to go and speak on the behalf of, like, him just so he won't catch 
a million charges. That's, that's just yeah. big in general. That's that's a lot. It was I, crazy I don't know because if I would have been able to. I wouldn't let that. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to have. I wouldn't be able to have that just sink in and be like, all right, I'm afraid. It took so, yeah. so your question. How long it took? It took probably like two and a half, three years to like really get over it. In jail, I seen him, and we talked about it and we hugged about it. But it was there was still remorse about it. Like I, I still wanted to hurt him. Yeah. You know, but I well, forgive him. But, you know, it doesn't. No. But also, you got to remember that he has to live with that too. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has course. to live with the fact that he was driving. That's the mother of his yep. children. Oh like, yeah. He has to look. He yeah. has to live look with. at his own children. Yeah. And, and that, that's what that. that's what I was yeah. thinking when I was in there. And that's why I, you know, when the CEO opened the door. I didn't attack them because I'm like, damn, you know, and I asked them, you got, you got pictures? Cause I got pictures. I can send them to you just cause I felt bad. Cause I know he feels bad about it. Yeah. He has, to, he has to live with that guilt. Yeah. Every time he looks at his kids, every time anything. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's rough on both sides. I mean, of course, is, yeah. of course. you know, that torment of seeing the kids and just thinking, yeah. Every time he looks at the kids, every time he looks at, at his daughter, he's going to see my sister. Yeah. because They yeah. look just alike. Yeah. yeah, that is rough. Um, <laughs> really rough. Oh my god! But like I said, uh, previous to this, I feel like a lot of that, like you said, this was about a year prior to Amanda's accident. Probably about two years prior to you guys meeting. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like that affected? It, 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 in a way, it did like help bring us like connect better because she just lost somebody. I lost somebody. I had nobody I under that really understood what what I was going through. Like I had, mm -hmm. you know, in the family, somebody dies and nobody talks to that person. But then all of a sudden, everybody was best friends with that person. Yeah. I was actually you were the only one. I was, that was actually like her best right friend, there. and anytime she called, I was there. You know, and now you know you got all these other family members. You know, trying to take that in. So I couldn't relate with nobody because everybody wanted to be the top person. Well, everyone you know? comes out of the woodwork. Everyone yeah. can testify that when you go to funerals, you got those extras and the, yep. even the, yeah, like, yeah. you know, their relationship was so strained and then they're the ones extra crying, making yeah. it about them at the funeral. You're like, you didn't even know that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't even know. You barely yeah. talked. You talked to them five years ago. So when's, you know? the, when's the last time I saw you, matter yeah, of fact? Yeah. <laughs> How many years apart were you guys? Um, she was born in 94. I was born in 96. Years. Yeah, like a year and a half. Cause so that's why you got your September, I was November, yeah. yeah. So she was your like next closest sibling. So. Yeah, yeah, she was the yeah. It was I'm the baby, and then her, and then my brother, and then my other sister. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah it, was, lot. it was it was it's crazy, and then so after that happened, I I went through like a phase where I I, I didn't want to live no more. You Stages know? of grief. Yeah, and and like I said, I was on drugs. I was doing coke. So at that time, I, I was. <clears throat> I had to connect to get a lot, you know what I mean, with no money. <laughs> so, so I had that, and I ended up like yeah, people hitting you up for your connects. Yeah, like who's blowing out drugs? Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no more. I, I'm I'm out of that lifestyle. I don't live that no more. It's good. You know, I, I turned my life a complete 180. It's, it's people That's see me now thing. that knew me that they wouldn't even think, they wouldn't believe what they're seeing. You know what I mean? Because of how fucked up I was. Yeah. But um, it only lasted so long. It lasted like three months that I went through that. And then... That rock bottom life? Yep. And then I got out of it. You know, there was even one point where I was at work. And it was a routine where I would go to my sister's house for lunch. And it was like a week after she passed. And I was so out of it. Because, you, know, you know, I was fucking around. And I was so out of it that I just naturally my mind just took me to her house i drove all the way there i was knocking on the door and the neighbor came out and she's like george what are you doing i'm like where's you see lena you know like completely oblivious of that that she passed that i didn't it wasn't there it wasn't yeah, registering register. you know and she's like she's like george you, you serious and then it hit me and i sat down on the porch and i broke down crying again you know it was like uh, it, it hit me hard. It hit me really hard. Like I said, I still even till now. She got my the man got wake me up in the middle of the night because I'm crying. It's the hardest part I want to say is we'll do a lot of that 
I lost a friend recently. I still call her phone yeah. to hear her voice on her voicemail because her phone is still activated. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to break routines you're used to. The phone calls you make every day, your lunch breaks, uh, things of that nature. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's not easy to, to like take in either because you're like, nobody knows what anybody goes through. You know, everybody got different levels of pain. Yeah, yeah people you know, people right. experience grief different, and there's yeah. no right or wrong way. People always say that there is, but there no, isn't. No. Yeah. Um, most people go through a spiral. I want to say, like, when it's not real to you, you, you spiral out. Yeah. Then that rock bottom either kills you or saves you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Makes you from it. So I know you've both been at that rock bottom. I've heard yeah. yours. I've seen hers. Um, yeah. But um, I think one of the most beautiful things about you guys' relationship is that. I feel like you met at that rock bottom part where you were both trying to come up together. We really did. And the great, I, yeah, we great. met at like one month, one month, two months after I like got my shit together. Because it was a couple months after Insane. my best friend, Alyssa, had died. She had died a couple months previous, and I, I could have like, yeah, not let go be here. Yeah, you could have let go. I totally could have, and I chose to get my ass in gear, get my shit together, and I really did. Got my shit together right away. I still had money saved, got a car, and then met him, and then. Not even looking for you. you Literally, know. we weren't. I, I went she to go hang out with a girlfriend <laughs> that yeah. day, and like he one. just happened to be there, and we met, and we literally just, like, stuck together and have <laughs> been together. I want to say the best relationships, like you were just saying, yeah. Renee, are the ones you're not looking for. Right. And it, we're not perfect by any means no, at all whatsoever. There's, 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 there's no such thing. thing. Really I know. Right I know. I know. But it wasn't, it's not like a, we met and it's a fairy tale nah, type thing. Nah, yeah. You know, there were ups and downs. We don't got that politician money over here. Nobody got that fairy tale life. Even George said it earlier, like, you guys have your relationship with us, you know, you guys are still figuring out things. Like, if you don't fight a relationship, you're not in love. Yeah. I have to care enough about you to put in that. Exactly. If I'm upset exactly. by you, it's but, like strangers don't upset me. You can right. tell me anything right. you want and it won't even ruffle my feathers. You know why? Because yeah. I don't care what you think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I care what my exactly. spouse thinks. I care what yeah. my friends think. You say some cold digger stuff in a relationship, that should have hurt. <laughs> because yeah. I care how you feel. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Ow. Charlie, that hurt. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, you know. But listen. I, you guys, I mean, sorry. Out of everybody that I've met with Angie and everything, like, you guys are the cutest couple around. You know, like, I've only met you guys Next a few times me. prior to that. <laughs> Next to Angie. Next to me, yeah. But, you know, I met you guys a few times prior to other, like, little parties we've had and everything yeah. and um both angie's had and i've been there yeah but you know like you guys never really stayed for too long it was like hey what's up eat a little bit had a couple drinks they have an hour drive yeah no yeah. i know that's what <laughs> I'm saying. we usually, we usually stay right. to the end though <laughs> we usually stay to the end yeah. like your we party we, we left because it was like all right Angie's drunk. Really? Everybody's drunk. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. outside, so everybody's feeling all right. So let's just go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. After they left, Rebecca was like, she told us, she's like, "Well, we had this until eleven. If you guys were at a party, I was like, I'm gonna stay until eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we paid for the venue, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. I'm yeah. sleeping by like nine. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but even that wasn't. It was like literally like four or five people. It was telling that. You know? That's what you want. You don't want. You don't want three hundred people. Yeah. That, no. that fake care about you. Yeah, I'd rather have two people that really care about me than three hundred people that act like they care about yeah. me. Yeah, Seven hundred friends on Facebook. I got like yeah. twenty that are like actual people yeah. I give a shit about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can relate to them. You get up anytime, and you know you get a response. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People that answer the phone when I call them and yeah. don't look at the phone and go, "Yep, not answering yeah. that yeah. shit." That I'm funny. always like. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I answer no matter what. 
Because you're lonely. It's, okay. uh, <laughs> it's not because I'm lonely. Because you're my best friend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Even when she got back from Mexico, she called me. I was like, what's up? I missed you. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you home? I, I was so happy. She was yeah, it was, it, Mexico was cool. Um, I wish our resort was better, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I pulled a Karen. I really didn't want to, okay. but like, I paid for the trip up front. I had like the worst room. We had no, oh, no fucking AC in our room. We turned on the ceiling fan that's in the ceiling. It's rocking, and literally no. you can see it coming out of the ceiling. Yeah. I was like, it's rocking. I was like, babe, is that gap getting bigger? <laughs> I think the gap, I was like, turn this shit off before it falls on me while I'm fucking sleeping. I saw a horror movie like this one time, yeah, right? Definitely. I couldn't even sleep. The first night we were there, it was so fucking hot. I literally woke up. I'm like, get off me. I'm like, blankets off me. And then I'm laying on the top. I was like, fuck this. At 6 a.m., I'm downstairs. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, sir, sir, I need another fucking room right yeah, now. Yeah. First off, they put us in a twin bedroom because there's two people. Uh, I'm sleeping with my wife, yeah. right. which I said in the reservation. I want a king bedroom. They put us in two twins. I'm like, we're sleeping in a twin bed, yeah. which two grown adults are way too big for. Because my wife's like, I'm not sleeping in another bed. We're not 90 and married. Yeah. So I'm sleeping with you. I'm like, all right. And it's fucking hot. Get off me. I'm like, I was like, no. I was like, listen, this vacation is not going to be great. And I forgot that I'm like a two energy drink a day type of chick. Then I got, I got no fucking caffeine while I was there. The first day we were there, I woke up in the morning. I had a pounding migraine. I had a migraine. I was hot all night. I literally was like, nope. And then the guy at the desk, leave it to him to say exactly what most men say. He literally was like, uh, I can see if we have another room, but you have to wait for the female manager to come in in the morning. She can switch your room. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, she'll be here at nine. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. Man. Okay. So we'll go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. I'll go smoke a cigarette. Go watch the sunrise on the beach. <laughs> Do you know it's illegal to smoke in Mexico? Nah. It's illegal to smoke anywhere in public in Mexico. In public? Yes. You can get arrested for smoking a cigarette on the beach. Yeah. You can get arrested for smoking a cigarette on the fucking sidewalk. They have a smoking... Oh my god, they had one tiny little smoking area, and when I tell you, there was like probably 50 to 100 people outside at all times, <laughs> standing in their parking lot that's gated off. You can't walk oh to the street god. and continue smoking. Like, if you're going to the store, yeah, you want to hear something else? Yes. You cannot smoke anywhere in fucking Mexico, but you know what you can do? You can buy fucking almost any drug you want over the yeah, counter. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. There was a pharmacy across the street yeah. from our resort. We literally walked in there. The lady's like, what do you want? Ambien, Viagra, this, codeine, fucking yeah, Tylenol, yeah. 3, Adderall. Yeah. You can buy all that shit over the counter. My She's like, what do you want? I was like, damn, <laughs> damn. The lady at the pool was like, yo, yeah, my friends told me that. We stock up for the year. I buy everything I need and fly it back through customs. Bitch, you crazy. <laughs> you know your wife. I ain't fucking I ain't fucking doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. There was four, there was four pharmacies close enough for us to walk to. There was one in the mall, one across the street. You turn the corner to the right, there's another one over there. I'm like, no smoking. Yeah, I can't. No, and every pack of cigarettes did the Canadian shit. Every pack of cigarettes has somebody with like throat cancer. They got like pussing pot. They're like, don't die, death, morta, morta, morta. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, uh, okay. Let me get two. <laughs> With the throat cancer holes in them. I don't care. Give me both of those. I think the ones are long time. Yeah, yeah. Almost everywhere is like, almost like, it's crazy. They don't sell Newports there. I smoke Newports. They do not sell Newports. They sold Parliaments. Listen, they sold Parliaments. Marbreds and fucking uh, Benson and Hedges, which, by the way, my grandfather I smoked. Smoke a Parliament. <laughs> so. But even even the Marlboro Reds have those stupid uh, cool poppers in them, so you can oh, turn them okay, into menthols, which are gross. gross. Yeah, they are so gross. gross. Cool, um, Every no, cigarette. Everywhere. The cools, Parliament's at them. Cools, the cool crush. Yeah, the cool. Uh, the the cool crushes. Cool. cool. Yeah. cool. Camel crush. Camel crush. No, that it's was got a little ball. Thing. It's a menthol ball. It tastes like fucking death. You literally hit that, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I like menthol, but you just opened up my lung cavity. Smoking icy hot. Exactly. I'm like, why is this Ben Gay ass cigarette? And the Mar and the Mar breads had them in them. That's crazy. My friend buys fucking cigarettes, and she goes, "Did you know these Mar breads have the little crushy things in them?" I was like, "No." She's like, "Look." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't want it." 
You gotta smoke like half the cigarettes. I used to smoke the Camel Crushes. Cause I used, good. To, I used to go between though. They were like when Newports were like seven something, eight something. I remember the Camel we Crushes were like, were like fifteen dollars. No, no, no. The Camel Crushes. I used to buy them because I used to smoke Camels and Newports. And then when I got Camels Crush, I'm like, I can do both now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with so, you. I settled on the Parliaments. Um, that's where I yeah, went, and I almost didn't pop them any time because they tasted fucking disgusting. Then it gets worse. Then we're flying through airports. I go to LAX, which, by the way, is great. Um, leave the airport because we had a six-hour layover. Went to okay. Medman in Los that. Angeles. Oh, yeah. Cool. I was like, what? Ordered from the dispensary off my phone in the airport. Tell the uh, fucking cab guy, bring me here right now. Yeah, he yeah. goes, where is it? The dispensary downtown. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. But super nice in LA. You go to dispensaries and mass are out here. Uh, they're literally like, did you order online? No, then you can't come in here. They don't let you window shop. The ones we went to, they got the um, the the gram cartridges. Yeah, twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. Herb is. Bird. The Bird Reserve. The Bird Reserve. Some yeah. shit like that. It's in East Hampton. I don't smoke. So I should have never know. said it. We're not sponsored. Right. We're not yeah. sponsored. Hey, yo, sponsor us. Right. Sponsor us now. Advertisement. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, most of them aren't like store shops. Listen, they literally, we had an online order. I was like, it says it's not ready yet. The lady's like, that's ah, okay. We'll scan your IDs. Come in anyway. They let you like window shop. Bro, they have everything weed that I've never seen anywhere. Yeah. Mike Tyson ear bites. It was literally yeah. an edible gummy <laughs> that looked like an I ear with a bite out of it. Fucking Pop Rocks with weed. Yeah. Like, literally, they had an under 20 rack. Like, you're at a sales store. Yeah. Oh, it's like, got, buy these candies, yo. buy these dubs, buy this, this, this. And I'm like, that's, Jesus. That's probably we go to. They got $5 pre rolls, they're grams. Yeah. They go, like, a grand pre roll, $5. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of shit. Yeah. I don't know how that place isn't out of business yet. Not gonna no, lie. Even even all the other places, you go right in and, and they show they give you a menu or whatever, and you'd be like, yeah, I want that. And then yeah, this it. was not a menu. It was literally out. They literally had cases yeah, yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah, literally. You have the fucking microscope. You can look at the crystals yeah, on the weed. Crazy. You what? can turn it to smell every that strain of weed. Cool. They had like fifty strains of weed out. And it was like, every dispensary I've ever bought from online is like six strains. You get to pick one of what? No, fuck that. They had like cases, cases of shit. And literally, you could turn it, look at the crystals through the microscope, and then turn it and smell it the other way. And I was like, oh my god, they have weed everywhere. (laughs) We leave and my friend's like, oh, let's light this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just like in Connecticut. We can't just light it out in front of the store. Security's gonna chase us out and be like, get the fuck out of here. Good times. I mean, this first, uh, first time I ever had weed that was like pinkish and purple, it was my cousin. They came down from California. Bubblegum shit. It was so crazy. So yeah. I smoked that shot to like two, two hits, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I was done. I couldn't breathe. I yeah. couldn't breathe. And I had to ride a bike. So, you know, I, had to, I, wanted, I needed to breathe, you know? I'll ride a bike across town. I mean, home. the only time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for real. I got the dollar for Arizona. The only time (laughs) I have had is from California. My boy brought some fruity pebbles from there. I think that's what it was. I had, yeah, it was green, pink, fucking craziness. I literally, we couldn't even finish smoking the piece. I was having a panic attack. Yeah. So I was like, like, it felt like, it felt like my chest came yeah. in. I'm sweating. Yeah. I was like, this is not normal. That's, that's, me. Like, that's, I'm like, that's me every time I smoke. <laughs> like, honestly, no, me yeah. like, when I hear you guys talk about weed, all these weird names, like, all I remember is White Rhino, the Oh, that's, that's a good old shit. Like, I remember the old school stuff. Like, you guys were talking about Fruity Pebble, Captain Crunch. I'm like, what? New, yeah. Oh, all sour new strains of weed. Yeah. Just, those are the original. Oh, yeah. Silver, Silver Rhino Kush or something. Yeah, like. like, uh, like rhino, what happened with all this stuff, man? Like, I remember when I used, used to get out for like. I remember when how I just said, ounces? give me some bud. How much ounces now? I don't even know. <laughs> it how much it depends. I remember getting ounces for like 90 to 120. Yeah. yeah. I could get some middies. I could get some like really good shit. Now, before, yeah, like when that. I was younger, it used to be like the top of the line, that price in Jersey. And then like 
a few years later, it's like an ounce is like three hundred dollars now. I'm like, what the fuck? The dispensary, right. that yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, you want to mix it? I want half of this and half of that. They're like three ninety. Wait, yeah. I'm sorry, plus taxes, plus Most shit. Guys, By the yeah. time you leave, it's like four seventy. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. like, wait, yeah. ninety dollars in yeah. taxes? Hold on, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And over there, it's an eight dollar flat rate tax price. So they added four tax. I'm gonna tell you right now. We ordered. We ordered shit. Yeah, they like we ordered shit in California. And it was literally like eighteen dollars, twenty one dollars for this, six dollars for this, four dollars for that. I'm like Jesus Christ, with like nineteen taxes on this shit. I'm yeah. like that's it. You're like fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like five or six fucking taxes on there. I think we bought four things and it was like a hundred and sixty dollars. That's crazy. Hell no. It was literally for like edibles, a cart, and like a thirty dollar fucking dipped blunt that we smoked right before it. Yeah. We were like super indica, cool. Let's sleep for our next seven <laughs> oh, hour plane yeah. ride. Oh, oh, we only got some tea though, okay? She fucking. I don't know. I just can't handle. Nope. I want some tea, but I get the hybrid shit. Yes. You know, sativa. Indica, indica. Well, the super sativa. See, but the super sativas, those are the ones that make me have panic attacks. Oh yeah. I'm like, you get a fucking super sativa. I was like, I can't even finish smoking that shit. I'm like, my chest, my heart. I'm like, nope, nope, no. Nope. I need like a hybrid because I don't want to be sleeping either. But yeah. damn, forever. Yeah. You have no? Nah. I think the last time I smoked was my daughter about nine years ago. What? The first time wow. I smoked. My grandpa came into the room, <laughs> looked at me, kept shaking his head like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was drunk as hell. He sitting right next to me. I'm eating the fucking dinner. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm like trying not to. I'm like leaning away from him, eating. And he's not saying nothing. He, I, I looked right at them when I came to when I came home. Eyes red as fuck. And he just sat down next to me. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, for me, yeah, and I'm like, my heart's, my heart's like, doom, doom, doom. and fucking he, yo, he gets up and walks out the room, says nothing. Yeah, yo, he already said all. Yeah, he, he said say. everything he needed to say. So like, I back in the day, I used to smoke back in the day when I was in high school and stuff. Yeah. And one day I came home. My parents are opticians. So they've been opticians forever. I came home, my eyes were red, and I was like, Tenet. yeah, me paka. Yeah. I was like, what? She goes. Look at the light. I'm like, yeah, your pupils. <laughs> what? She goes, what's wrong with your eyes? I'm like, I don't know. What's going on with my eyes? Like, uh-huh. am I blind? What's wrong? You're scared. Yeah. What's wrong? You're scared, bro. What's like, wrong? In my head, I'm like, she doesn't know. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'm playing it cool in my yeah, head. Yeah, but she goes, okay, do we see? So, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the light, mom. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm freaking out inside a little bit, but inside, I'm just like, she does not know yeah, what she do. Like, we talked about it when I've been, like, now as an adult. She's like, oh, yeah, I knew. I knew. And I'm like, I've been, been bringing up so many stories to my aunts, my grandparents, my mom. Everybody, they'd be like, damn, you was, you was seven year olds doing that? <laughs> I was fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? fucking just hood. Yeah, not even hood, just ghetto. Just grew up. It wasn't ghetto, it was grew up with no supervision. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It was different for like it was different back then though, especially for Hispanics. Your parents in the room smoking weed all day. They're like, "Yo, just go out and play." You're fucking, and then fucking three towns down, they don't even know. My parents didn't smoke. (laughs) My parents were like very Christian, very like. Sometimes I feel like that's what pushes you the opposite direction, though. Like you could say either way. You could say if the parents condone it, they'll turn around. You'll have kids that have alcohol parents that literally board off alcohol for the rest of their lives because they grew up around that. Or you have you have the ones that follow suit and are saying like it really doesn't matter. Earlier, it'll either make you or break you. Yeah, you know, every decision in life is a two-way road, and you get to pick your choice. And it's it's up to the person. My parents, both my parents, don't drink. They don't smoke. They never smoke cigarettes. They never drink either. And I drink. I was smoking cigarettes then. You know, yeah, you do the opposite because they're telling you not to. They didn't tell me not to. No, no. Well, they didn't show you it though. Yeah, I think they just assumed I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just the minute they gave me a cigarette, I was like, yeah. "Who's that?" <laughs> okay, so this is my new thing now. Yeah. See, my my parents they did like everything, and so that's what we were brought up to do. <laughs> you know everything, and fucking um, 
So we at I was like six years old the first time I picked up a cigarette and, and smoked some weed. So crazy to me. You know, we used to fucking steal their they used to roll like ten, fifteen blunts before they left the house and we'll sneak into the room, fucking steal a blunt. Be fucking six years old, Little eight, nine years old, fucking smoking. I mean, weed. I used to steal my mom's cigarettes. We used to my, do that my, too, my, yeah. my mom has chain smoked for as long as I can. My mom will literally put a cigarette out while lighting another cigarette. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, that is like a whole 20 cigarettes back to back. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in smoke filled cars and all sorts yep. of shit. Yeah. And I swore I was never going to smoke cigarettes. I didn't start smoking cigarettes till I was past 18. I was smoking yeah. weed like three years before I started smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I actually was a little hustler since I. I could hustle. I used to tell my my mom used to buy my sister cigarettes when she was like fifteen. Yeah. So I was like, if you're buying her cigarettes, you're buying me cigarettes. But I used to sell them at school and not yeah. smoke them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like a dollar a cigarette, making my own money yeah. off this yeah. shit. Yeah. That's how. That's how. We went through a phase where uh, my family became homeless. We had a place. That's because my parents got got bad on drugs, and um. It was me, Lena, and I passed. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> us. That's how it I'm was. Singing. Yo, so, so for me, for me and Lena, my sister that passed, we sold weed. You know, and Lena sold pills too. But and then my other two older sisters, they sold everything else, and my parents too. You know what I mean? I was. It's a family business. I was probably like nine, <laughs> nine, eight years old, youngest, sell out there selling weed with my sister, Fair. or you know what I mean, or you know. And we were young. We were out there young. I was gonna Fuck say it. that's Yo. super young. Yo, we I mean, I was hustling bad. joints in middle bad. school, Yo, but goddamn, I thought I was so, young. Yeah. It got so it bad like that. 15, 14. As a, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and a nipper. Yeah, yeah. Yo, as a family, my mom would lure somebody into like an alleyway, and as a family, a group, she would lure the dude in to the alleyway, thinking he's gonna get lucky. Next thing you know, he's getting hit by fucking. Four kids and two adults. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kids, <laughs> you know, kids robbing people. Taking Damn. Their, taking their phone, that's wallet, sad. everything. You know, and that's what they taught us. And that's what I learned to a certain age. So we got raided for doing that one time because the cops came to the house. They, that shit was crazy. It was intense. And my grandparents got called. They took me, nobody else. And so ever since then, my grandparents were raising me. So I lived that life. Didn't finish that life. And my grandparents raised me. And then as I got older, <laughs> I went God back to that life. To you know, I went back to that life as I got older because I'm like, yo, this shit's boring. I ain't trying to fucking be in the house all day. Trying, I want to be easy out. life is attractive. I mean, it is. It's, it's a wide path. Like they yeah. said, a wide path is easy to go to. It's a narrow path that barely anybody goes to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, they showed me everything to do right, but I did the complete opposite. You can say that, but that's not true because people that have like a slight animosity to what you're saying, how you grew up, you know, robbing people and stuff of that nature, but that doesn't make the person that you are now, obviously. It doesn't because I would. So that right raising that you tried to rebel from, you didn't really. Because, I mean, you still you still have the protective nature. You still have the obvious consideration for other people. I got um, lucky. I got lucky for because of my grandparents. Exactly. Because if it wasn't for them, that's all I would have knew. Yeah. You know, I would have had a heart. The big thing, too, is you change your life, too. That's another thing. You change your life. Uh, yeah, you know, doesn't yeah. have to stay anyway. Yeah. No, I think like we all did the same thing. I mean, like growing up in that same era, like we all done the same thing. We all hustled. We all drank. We all did what we had to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. But they came to a point where we already knew we matured to the point and we were adults and we just said, this isn't for us no more. Yeah. As much as as much as it's, you know, it is intrigued. You know, yeah. you get the I'm sorry, but you get women, you get the parties, you get the people, yeah. you got everybody around you. Yeah. But when you leave that game, nobody comes with nobody you. Nobody cares about Oh, my God. Bro, I don't know how many times I said that. My yeah. mom tried to tell me when I was a teenager. She's so like, my parents. I used to throw parties. I used to, like, I have always been the go-to. These people give a fuck about And my you. mom's yeah. like, these people don't give a fuck. If yeah, you didn't have bottles, if you didn't have fucking money, none of these people would fucking talk to you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck you. You're just yeah, a hater. You know, all that shit. You don't yeah, know what about. promise you. I had 200 people in my phone before Facebook because there was no fucking social media yeah, yeah. when I went to jail. You know how many people wrote me in jail? None. Not a goddamn fucking person. Yeah. Not one. So what happened to you? I don't even know what happened. Yeah, that's how that's much how you much care. You yeah, yeah. Okay, 
That shit was in the newspaper, on the fucking news. What do you mean? Asked me two years later, like, oh shit, where you been? Really? Jail, bitch. Could have sent me like ten dollars on my books. Right? But see, that's the thing, though. When our parents are saying that, we're young. We're young-minded. We don't care about what they're saying. We love this life. Yeah. But now when I, now I'm old and it's like, you know, I got three kids and you don't I, want them to have to go. Honestly, I don't do like anything. That. Even Angel will tell you, I don't do shit. I stay home. Yeah. yeah. I work, I go home and eat and just sit on the yeah. couch, watch TV. That's the thing too. Yeah. Like when I, when I was younger, you know, I have a choice. It was do this or, you know, we're going to yeah. disown you basically. Like yeah. you ain't part of our family. You're, you're part of the clan if you ain't participating. You're, you're a bitch yeah, or you're a yeah. pussy because you're not doing this for the family. It's fucked up. You don't love us. Hit, throw that in. You don't love us if you don't do this. If you don't do this bad thing, go rob this old dude, you don't love us. You know what I mean? After I got older, you know, I didn't see the bad in that. At that time, I was young. But when I got older, I was like, you know, that's fucked up. Everything yeah. that, that that they did and they showed us to do, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what? We're going to continue this. And we're going to bring you guys back and we can get more into this conversation about, you know, parenting. all this stuff, parenting and all that. You know, Definitely, I would. Oh, I would be in the game. Into that. Out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. let me tell you how she made me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She molded me. I, I am. Yeah. But definitely, thank you guys for coming down and yeah. speaking yeah. on our podcast again. And for everybody, Instagram, AJ Renee, hit us up, DM us, whatever. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.